West Ham United have qualified for Europe and have completed one of their best ever seasons in the Premier League. Ethan and I discuss our final league games, recent transfer rumours and the Euros, while also naming the winners of the first Talk 9 season awards. Stay tuned for all of this and more. Hello and welcome back to the Talking Irons podcast. We know it's been a while, so we might need to reintroduce ourselves. Uh, my name is Jack Hobbs and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host Ethan. How are you, Ethan? It's been a while. Uh, yeah, it's been a while. It's been about two months. I don't know what's happened. We've just been really, really busy with university work and work in general, really. And it's just been kind of just getting back on the track and getting this podcast recorded once again, heading into the new yeah. season a new adventure and it's the Euros happening. So football's on the TV again, three times a day, except for today, because there's no Copa America either, which is a bit frustrating. But, you know, football is back on TV and it's brilliant to see. England, it's coming home. It is coming home. Uh, first off, we'd just like to apologise to our few listeners out there. We're, we're sorry. <laughs> um, as Ethan said, we've both been really busy with university work and everything. And yeah, now that, that's all finished and uni's both dusted for the year for both of us. We should be all good to go to get back to regular stuff. Um, yeah, so I think firstly we'll talk about the end of the season, briefly skim over like the like the six games we missed. That's <laughs> um, if I can remember the six games that we missed. Yeah, um, right. So you last heard from us when we lost 1-0 to Chelsea. Um since then, obviously, we beat... Wasn't we previewing Chelsea? Wasn't the preview oh, of the Chelsea game, I believe? No, I don't think we were. I think we lost... I think we... Either way, uh, we lost 1-0 to Chelsea. We um, then went on to beat Burnley 2-1 on Antonio's return. He bagged a brace. Um, we then lost 1-0 to Everton at home. Uh, we then went on to draw one all with Brighton. The Brighton curse continues. We have still not beaten them. Shock horror. Um, and Ben Rama finally got his first goal for the club. And it's irritating because none of us had the chance to say that he was going to score. And then he finally did. So, yeah. Um, next, we then went on the road to the Hawthorns and we beat West Brom 3 1. And that result all but assured us a European spot next season. It, it basically confirmed the Conference League for us. We then yeah. went in the game against Southampton, needing the win or get one point to secure the Europa League, the group stages. We then went and smashed Southampton 3-0. Four nows, had a world of a game, bagged a brace. Um, yeah, Declan Rice got the third and West Ham United are going on a European tour. Oh, it's just fantastic. It's just an... It's an outstanding achievement for a team that was obviously battling relegation last yeah. year David Moyes coming we were 16 finished 16 battling relegation to 6th yeah and it's just it's just brilliant to see I'm really really happy for the team really happy for the fans just happy for David Moyes as well because he's he came in and he got backlash I, I, I'm going to hold my hands up and say that I was one who wanted him gone and get a fresh manager in for the next season but obviously yeah. I'll hold my hands up and say I was wrong on that front yeah. And he's come in and he's done a superb job. And I think he's the manager, and I've said it course over the course of the season, really. He's the manager that I think we've needed for quite a while now. And a manager, a manager who's come in, built his own squad, has his own staff come in and like building the squad that he wants to build. And we've got a style. 
we have we've a, got we have style as well now. Yeah, for the first time ages, and he's he's come in like you said. He's made his team. He's he's finally got us playing as a unit, which I can tell you that I don't think I've ever seen to this extent. Like as a West Ham fan, it's it's incredible how well he's turned us around, and all credit goes to him. And like you said, I will admit as well, I was someone that really didn't want him because I didn't think it was going to end well. But he he's proved everybody completely wrong, and we absolutely love him. So yeah, um, West Ham. Are in Europa, Let's and go. I think I think um, there's one thing to note as well is the signings yeah. that he's made. Yeah, like he brought in Suchek, brought in Bowen. He's made has had impacted that squad. Massive impact on the squad. Exactly. Suchek, Bowen, Soufal, Dawson. Dawson, to an extent, yeah. Um, ben Rama, who has had an impact despite obviously his stats not particularly saying so, but yeah, Ben Rama will be made into a good player. Don't worry. Don't worry about that. I'd also quickly like to add that I was part of a lucky 10,000 that got to go down to the uh, West Ham game. And final All right, game. we don't like people who brag on this podcast. Oh, I know. I have to brag. I'm sorry. It's been Fair too enough, long. Mate. Fair enough, mate. Fair enough. I just want to say it was fantastic being back. And it's, it sounds funny, but like it was honestly probably one of the best atmospheres that I've heard in London Stadium for <laughs> a long time. There's only 10,000 there. So I can't wait to see what it's going to be like when we're back. And I really hope we can as fans and as a club, we can just continue this like positive momentum to keep us going. And yeah, it will, it will definitely benefit us because the fans were great when we went back. Obviously the only like negative really was there was a couple of people like booing and stuff like that, but you're already going to get those Muppets wherever you go. So yeah, great to be back. My only complaint was that they, they ran out of food and there were no pints being sold. So yeah. Yeah. Well, it is what it is. It's just good to be back in it, I suppose. Exactly. Just to be exactly. back in grounds. I've been to a couple of games that aren't yeah. football, but it is what it is. And, you know, I was losing stadiums my voice are opening time. up, so that's all that really matters. Yeah, I was losing my voice. If if I can, I might overlay a clip on here of me screaming, we're all going on a European tour. We're all going on a European tour, a European tour, a European tour. We're all going on a European tour. Um, yeah, it was quality. I, yeah, <laughs> oh, what a day! What a day! Um, but yeah, we've got the Europa League group stages to look forward to next. Yeah, season. and there's some nice, juicy teams in there already. Which oh, yeah, there's so many good. good teams in there. We've got like Nap, we've got Napoli, and we've got Bayer Leverkusen, we've got Frankfurt, Lazio, uh, Leicester are going to be in there with us. Um, oh, I'll just have a quick Betis, I believe, are in there. Villarreal also might be in there, I'm pretty sure. So we've got uh, Leicester, West Ham, Leverkusen, Frankfurt, Lyon, Marseille, Braga, Sociedad, Betis, Lazio and Napoli at the moment. And then there's also, I think, Moscow might be in there. Locomotive, uh, Locomotive, Locomotive are in there. So yeah, that, If you look at that, that's a, bunch, that's a bunch of great teams. So we're in pot two, three or four. So... Yeah. I'm, I'm buzzing for the draw. I... I've been waiting for which means to... I think we avoid Real Sociedad and Real Betis. Okay, but I've been I've been waiting for us to get into the Europa League group stage for so long. Like I really want us to play like a big like, well, not a big like you know what I mean like a nice. So realistically, in this group, would you rather have big teams or would you have small teams with a bit of chance of going through to the next round? What would you rather have? Would you rather have say small we teams. face Ludogrets? 
Uh, Astro, Goo Goo, even though we can't play uh, them this year. And God, we can't play them. They're, they they got relegated. <laughs> um, didn't win. Yeah. Didn't win the Romanian Cup either. They, yeah, no, they they bottled their final. So uh, Astro in the mud, West Ham at all. Let's go. Um, but yeah, I think yeah, it's a difficult one because you've obviously got the um, might play some like dodgy teams, and you never know, you might lose, and that would scare me because I reckon we would do that. But you'd rather have smaller teams and go through, and then you get the big teams, wouldn't you? Uh, yeah, I think. I just like to face the big teams, like you know, Napoli, Lazio. Yeah, obviously, I'd love to play them. Maybe if we have one, if we were in a group of like one of them, mm. and then a couple of small teams. Yeah, I think it's a competition we could do well in if we like, kind of obviously add players to the squad, which we'll get on to in a bit. We'll get on to that, yeah. And I, I've heard multiple people, and I do agree with them that we've not got the depth for the Europa League at the moment. No, at the moment, no. But at the moment, we don't. No. If we keep, obviously, we'll speak about this, but if we keep the likes yeah. of Anderson, and obviously. If we, get, players if, we, as well. if we get players in, it's just one shame, and we'll talk about it later, is the fact that Balbuena is now gone. Yeah. He might be going to Betis, I think the rumours yeah, are. I think, I think it's on a lot, yeah. We'll speak so, about them. But we just need to be smart, sensible, and yeah. realistic this summer. We need, we need to not fanny around. We need to get deals done. Um, and yeah, we'll move on to that in a little bit. Um, next up is we're going to talk about the kits that. We are, we should have for next season. They were released. Well, ex West Ham United employee has said basically what kits we're going to be getting, and they are based off some old retro West Ham kits. So the home kit is based off the one Decanio wore. The Doc, you know, the Doc Martens one with the blue. Oh yeah, oh, I love that one. Collar with the, the little white like lines going down like around the arm area. It's very nice. It's the goal. Is it the goal he scored um, when the, against uh, Wimbledon? Where he scored, yeah, against Wimbledon, where he scored his scissor kick. So it's going to be a remake of that. I don't know if we actually have like a collar, collar, as in like you know a proper like polo collar. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know if that's going to be on the kit or not. I'm not actually sure, but hope I think that that is potentially to be very very nice. Um, so looking forward to when that gets released. It's the sorry, it's the 1999. Home kit, isn't it? Uh, 99, 2000, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, them. But um, I'm I'm a big fan of that. I've actually got that kit literally sitting right behind me, to be honest. Moving on. Yeah, and the... Is that our away, our away kit? I believe. I think this is what our away kit is supposed to be. It's a mix-up between the away and the third kit. I'm pretty sure our away kit is supposed to be that Argentina-style um, kit, you know, with the, the blue and white stripes. I really don't like that. I think I've seen leaked images and I don't like it. It's just not West Ham United style at all. I am quite a big fan of it, but it depends on what style they do it in. Because this has potential to be a, a really, really as long as it, I, I think as long as it doesn't go all the way down. Say there's like a top half here and it mm-hmm. goes down to like say there. Mm-hmm. It's no, all right. I... I don't know why I'm going there. It's a it's an audio podcast. I don't know why I'm describing whereabouts on the shirt it's going to go down to. Yeah, yeah. No, I get what you mean, but I disagree with you there. I think if we... I don't know what year this is from. Uh, I think basically... We're describing it well. It's an Argentina kit, so it's obviously the white and blue stripes. But yeah, it depends on how they do it, really. Like, they need, there can't be any yellow in this. Like, they need to be smart about it. But I think if they were going to be smart, they'd recognise that the sponsor that 
the problem is that the sponsor the, with the Betway, it's not going to just be the words. It's going to have like a big white block. Yeah. So you know how we used to have with, was it um, when Betway first took over when, was it Alpari went like bust? Yeah, I mean, we had Betway all over. Had a massive white block with Betway on it. it. It's going to be a bit like that. So that, and that could ruin it quite realistically. So hopefully they maybe tweak that. Yeah, because hopefully. It has, it has potential to be very, very nice. But they might, you know, they might bottle it. So we'll have to see. We still don't know when these are going to be released. Because usually we, we usually get them towards in June, don't we? Yeah, it's usually like mid to end June. So you'd hope soon because like there's been literally nothing out of the club for like ages. And it's quite boring, to be honest with you. Um, next, this is the other kit. I'm pretty sure this is the third kit, which is... Also a kit from 1999. It's the um, dot. It's the navy feeler kit. You know, obviously the one that Decanio yeah, scored. Yeah, away one. Yeah, United. Is that it? I think so. Yeah. The one that kept, might have kept. No, that was Tevez that kept us up. But um, yeah, um, that's also a really nice kit. I've got that one here as well, the retro one. But yeah, just quite simple. It has potential to be nice. It has potential to be a bit boring. Could be a bit bland. We'll have to see what they do with it. Yeah, that's not much to say on that one, really. The two main ones are going to be the Argentina one and the home kit that will be nice, in my opinion, anyway. But, yeah, what are your thoughts overall on the, like, kit designs? I don't know. I like, obviously, the retro style that they're going for and have gone for that in recent years. Like, the last two years, they've gone for, like, retro ones. Yeah. And I feel like that's a line that I really kind of like. I think Everton are doing it as well. I think Mm. that that's just something that clubs are doing now. Yeah, we've got to hope that they get released soon because, it's, it's yeah, like I said, it's, it's a bit boring because for the first time ever, there's like hardly any leaks. Like, not, we just don't know what's going on. Like, it's just, it's just, just boring, quite honestly. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, I think now that we've apologised, covered Europa League and the kits, I reckon we move on to the transfer section, which will be quite juicy considering we've been gone for so long. Oh, this, this, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to skip this bit, it's going to be about 20 minutes long. So just skip, like, let's be realistic here. Like, there's going to be maybe a couple of updates here, but it's going to be, it's going to be pretty much what we've been talking about for the rest, like, pretty much the end of the season. Only confirms a couple of things. Like, um, yeah, and I think obviously we'll start off with the major big news here and the major positive news, and that is that David Moyes has signed his new three-year deal at West Ham. So obviously, absolute limbs when we all found that out. Everyone was knee sliding around their gaffs. But yeah, there was quite some worry for some time that he might be considering his options elsewhere because it was agreed in principle for a long time. And then... Everton lost Angelotti to Real Madrid. So they went in for Moyes at some point. And there was fear from quite a lot of people that he would have left us to go back to Everton, which yeah. I didn't think would happen. But then as the days kept going on and on, you'd start to wonder, like, what, what's taking so long? Is, uh, is he not being promised certain things? Is he considering leaving? Um, but yeah, in the end, finally got that across the line. And we have... 
the Moisaya for another three years. Let's go. Let's hope the rebuild is well and truly on the way. Hopefully. Uh, I'm positive for it. I was all for it. Yeah. And apparently, yes, I kind of had something in the back of my mind thinking, oh, no, we could go Everton. I'm me thinking this is kind of all the board's fault for not getting it done sooner rather than later. Yeah. But I'm just glad that now it's done. Now it's done, we've got them in a three-year deal. There was rumours it was going to be another one-year extension, it was going to be three years. Yeah, I saw I'm, just, I'm, I'm just glad that it's done now and it's over the line yeah. and it can now rebuild the squad that he wants to and mould it. And I think he'll do a similar job to what he did at Everton, try and push pushes mm-hmm. for Europe every season. Hopefully he does do that job. As long like, as he's properly backed. He needs to be backed and then he will do exactly what you're saying. Yeah, yeah I agree there. As long as he's properly backed and gets the players in that he needs to, key positions. Because I don't mind, say, bringing a centre-back and a striker and having Creswell for another year, bringing the left-back next year and the right winger or whatever. As long as it's kind of staggered out, I don't want us to have... I don't want us to go mad in the transfer window, if you get what I mean. Because I feel like that's where teams like Fulham and kind of Aston Villa kind of struggled with. Especially yeah. Fulham, is bringing all those players in at once to a mm. team that's already gelled. And having teams... Having players come into a team that's already gelled yeah. kind of puts them off. Mm. So if we bring another left winger in, then it looks stupid mm. on Anderson and Ben Rahman and Fallout as well. Don't need left winger though. I know we don't need left winger, but that was an example. Yeah, yeah. But if we're bringing another, even if we're bringing another left back, it's kind of like yeah. Maswaka and Creswell. There. I know Maswaka yeah. is injured, but I get what you mean. But I think we've realistically that. Will need to happen soon because Cresswell is not going to be able to cope. When he's thirty-two, yeah, all of these games. Mazwaku, love him, but he picks up injuries, and I don't think that knee problem is fixed yet. So, and also he, unfortunately, the quality player is at left wing but cannot play at left back yet. It's just mm-hmm. not working. So, a proper left back is needed. So, we'll, we'll talk about one that's potentially on the way, but. Yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying. I we, we need we need investment, but I also disagree on the fact that we don't need that many players because I think we do. Um, I do you like what what positions do you think extent. realistically we need them? Yeah, not, not to the extent that you like we're saying, not to the extent of Fulham and Villa because I think those are different things. Fulham just sort of so you're saying stagger sort of, it over like time over like season over two seasons, would you say? No. Like bringing like two players, see if they gel in and if we need any more kind of... No, we need more than that this summer. We need more. If, we, if we're if we serious about wanting to do well in Europa League, maybe start to okay. continue like, on the building well, block. Right, let's just, let's discuss that then. So realistically, what positions would you bring in? If, you, if we striker, need to. 100% striker. 100% striker, agree, yeah. Another centre mid is needed. Yeah. I would say centre back because Ogbonna... Getting older, Dawson is old. We've lo- we've lost Balbuena on a free. Yeah. Diop is there's question marks over whether I think Diop's been all right. You know, Diop's been no, all right. I don't this think that bad either. But I that he might be getting might be getting sold. It's more the fact that we've got two old centre backs and that they yeah that is the issue. Yeah, see where come from. You know what I mean? Like they're going to be a bit. It'll be interesting though to see what Moyes does with the younger ones that we've already got at the club. Like obviously Batman, yeah. Cardozo. Some of them will Alves. Get I reckon Alves, apparently Alves was close to first-team football last yeah, I think Alves season. Yeah, get a crack. 
first team. I think yeah. Alves will get a crack in pre-season because we've got two games on the same day, haven't we? We've got who is it? Is yeah, it? yeah. Can you remember who it is? Is it someone like Wickham again? Oh, or is it something. Northampton Town? In it? Is it someone it's like Northampton? Northampton? We have Northampton definitely. And I think it, is it Celtic or Northampton? No, Celtic, Celtic's a different day. I think. We do have Celtic in pre-season. Yeah, but, um, but we don't know. But anyway, yeah, I, I say a striker definitely needed, centre-mid needed, centre-back needed. I think goalkeeper is also needed. And um, I would also say either another left, either a left-back or a striker is needed. Yeah, definitely 100% strikers needed. Two strikers. What, two strikers this summer? Yeah. You think we need two strikers with this summer? Yeah. we have one. We have one. Well, I've got two if you count Yamalenko. When I when I say two strikers, I mean a marquee signing. Okay. And then maybe a, a younger... backup to Antonio. Huh? Yeah. And then like either an Armstrong who can play anywhere across the front three, a utility man. Yeah. Okay. Someone, someone like that, someone that's not going to be wasted. That will have, you know what I mean. But that can play. Yeah, there. I, I get what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, so but maybe left back should be prioritised before that. But if you if you get what I mean, I think at least I think five is the perfect summer for us. Five signings. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, fair enough. I agree with that. Yeah. Okay, so speaking of strikers, should we move on to that quickly? Yeah, we can do. Wait, um, same old story here, same old targets, but basically. What has been confirmed is that Tammy Abraham is Moyes' top transfer target this summer. He really wants him to come in. I think both Ethan and I really would like Abraham at West Ham. Um, I think he would suit us perfectly. I keep seeing a lot of people that aren't convinced. But so, need I say that he is Chelsea, he's still Chelsea's top goal scorer this season. And he, now the last two seasons is their top yeah, goal scorer exactly. overall competitions. And it's like... Especially this season, he, he hasn't played pretty much since what is it April when did Tuchel come in January February. weren't it it's pretty, pretty much since then Abraham has not played because Tuchel doesn't want him and he's still their top goal scorer and I that, don't understand I don't personally understand it because obviously they've got Werner who kind of plays as a striker but also out wide as well yeah and they're using kind of Havertz as a false nine sometimes yeah and obviously they've got Vernon, they've got Giroud, who's just extended his contract. Yeah. And so um, I think they're going to keep Giroud on a rolling contract for a few more seasons, probably. Will. I know he's like 34 now. But... It seems certain that Abraham will leave Chelsea this summer. He was literally completely left out of the squad at least at least five to seven times like towards the end of the season. That says everything you need to know. Tuchel doesn't want It wasn't him. in the Champions League squad either. It wasn't even exactly. on the Not even in the squad, final yeah. squad. He's he's definitely off. But I think the thing that is stopping us from moving so early and trying to secure him, because there is competition for him and Villa has been... Yeah, off. Villa is a very, very good... I think Villa is a good move for him if he does go anywhere else. He'd be going back there, wouldn't he? So it would work. But I'm hoping that... Because he, apparently he wants to stay in London. So that would help us. But what I'm saying is that Chelsea supposedly value him at forty million pounds, which you can't really do, considering you're free, you're freezing him out and trying to sell him. I can see why because you can look, you can so oh he's forty million because Watkins was thirty two and Watkins was in the championship. 
Yeah. Whereas Tammy Abraham is a Premier League striker. Tammy Abraham, realistically speaking, is a 25 million to 35 million pound striker. Max yeah. Ma- 35 is the maximum I would pay. Yeah. Don't so know if I can say that. I think anywhere in between those lines is a fair deal. Yeah, agree. Talent, goal scoring, like past, you know what I mean? And like contracts and everything. I think that's a fair deal. Um, yeah, so you'd really like to see us get him and try to move fairly soon. But I think, I don't think we're going to be moving, particularly for players, until after the Euros, which is a really, which is a real shame. Because there was so much talk about Moyes wanting to get deals done quickly so that all the players could gel. He wanted to get the marquee striker in soon so he'd have the entire preseason to work with him. And that's just not going to happen. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that's a bit annoying, but we've got to hope that that does happen. Uh, we'll talk about the transfer budget. We'll talk about that now, actually, before we move on to the, like, the other sort of main striker targets that have been mentioned it's said that the budget um is around 80 million pounds well up to there anyway that's not bad i'd take i'm happy with that and if we sell is that including if we sell anderson or is it no that's that's not including player sales or like tv or like europa league money i like that that's that's a healthy that could get us someone like Tommy. that could get us a striker and possibly a left back center back Eighty million for two? No way. That gets us what? That that eighty million pounds. Okay, tell me about how much forty. No, no, we 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 not. We will not and cannot pay forty for Abraham. I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree. I think we will. No, we can't. Surely not. I hope I hope not. Anyway, because... then again, how much did Chelsea play for Ver- pay for Verna? Wasn't that like my stupid old? They pay like fifty five. Yeah. Werner will turn good. Obviously not West Ham related, but Werner will turn good next season. So I, I think he will, to be fair. He just needs a bit of time and he will. He will turn well. But um, I, don't, I don't know about Tamar Abraham price-wise. I think because he, he's English, obviously his price is going to be high. So I mm. think £40 million in nowadays for a striker and the Premier League is actually, if you think about it, reasonable. Like, if you think about the current climate, I know obviously the pandemic and no one has money at the moment. I'm not using that as an excuse, but I think 40 million is kind of how much strikers are worth at the moment. Because if you look, I think Everton are wanting 50, 60 for Moyes Keane. Yeah, I don't know. Oh God, not worth And it's that, like, actually. that's, would you not, because obviously he has a good season at PSG, would you, is Moyes Keane an option or not? No, not for, me. not for us, no. Fair enough. But I think Tam Abraham is worth maximum 40. Like, He's worth obviously max forty. Yeah. I think. Nothing more. But if we paid that, I wouldn't mind because I think he'd come good and probably would be the striker that we need. Yeah, yeah, I think he'd be the striker we need. I, but the I, issue I, is, we need to give him more than one season. Yeah, definitely. But we, like, if you look at perfect example of we need more than one season, who is our fourth best top goal scorer this season? Haller. Haller was Haller. Haller had seven goals. Seven goals. Yeah. I know. And um, we saw it. I'm still fuming about how Hallow was just completely like targeted and like. Yeah, and it was like. 
aced out of the club by like just we could have done with him towards the end of the season. No football. He missed, yeah, I will, I will, he missed a lot of sitters, but we didn't really play the way to suit him. And he's he suiting the two a chance, so. he kept being dropped. Like, if you keep dropping a player, their confidence goes and they lose fitness. Exactly. And Tony like, doesn't score every single game, does he? But he doesn't get dropped. So I, I don't know how he's getting on the Ajax. I haven't seen. I think he's, he's doing done quite well. I think he's, def- he's definitely reached double digits. Like I'm pretty sure he got at the end of the, end of the season with around 14 to 15 goals in all comps anyway. But yeah. Um, going back to what you were saying about budget that and like the 80 million getting us two players. I think that's ridiculous because that 80 million should be getting us all five players that I want in particular anyway, but I'll talk about that later. But uh, He's got 11 goals in 19 appearances for Ajax and five yeah. assists. Says it all, doesn't it? But yeah, the other two players we're interested in are, well, strikers, are Adam Armstrong and Adam Holzek. Anyway, um, there are others, but these two are the names that keep... Like, so let's just, I don't know if you watched the Czech Republic game or not, but Holzek came on. I, yeah, thought he did, yeah. all, I thought he looked all right when he came on. He did. So that whole spell that he had. Really, he'd be a really good player. Like, I, I, he's someone that I'm very keen on. Like, I think he should be someone we're going for no matter what. Like, yeah, and Abraham, that's the absolute dream. But he signed a new deal at Sparta Prague, which doesn't say everything because it could be just increasing his price. Sure, because Sufal. Did Kufal sign a contract like a few weeks before we like, signed? It was actually like a couple of days before he signed with us. Regions that what you will. We don't know whether that will happen or not. But yeah, um, I'd love both of them. There's, there's quite a few strikers that I'd be very happy with. Just got to see what they want. Apparently, Blackburn want around 20 million for Armstrong, even though he's got one year left on his deal. You can't be charging that much. He did finish on 28 goals. Um, Which, by the way, if you... um, And everyone's saying that Tony scored more goals than him. If you take away the penalties that Tony scored, if you exclude penalties from the chart, Armstrong's got more. True. Yeah. Yeah. Half of of Tony's goals are from penalty spot. So if you take away half of Tony's goals, basically, if you exclude penalties, Armstrong has more. Yeah, I get what you mean. See, I'd like Adam Armstrong, but 20 million for a championship player who with one year left on the deal, you can't be paying that much. So uh I agree. Yeah, would love him, but I think but, but I think if he's got one year, maybe 10, 15 mil. Yeah, 10 15 maximum. Yeah. Especially with one year left on his contract. Like. Exactly. And then like, Adam Holzer, I'd be saying around 18 to 20, potentially yeah. 25. For him, but yeah, um, speaking oh, of Tony, oh, we just get hella back, true, true, clause. Um, but speaking of Tony, uh, that deal looks to be completely off because Brentford have achieved promoted yet the Premier League, so they won the playoffs against Swansea, Swansea, two nil. Um, played very well. Tony had a well, it was an absolutely marvelous. Marvel. Attempt on goal and almost yeah. scored one of the best prep like goals. I think scored goal, final goals like ever. It would have been amazing. Like from about 30, 30 35 yards out, volume yeah, like onto like it just came off the underside of the crossbar and oh, it would have been sensational. But unfortunately, didn't go in. But anyway, it looks like 
that deal is off. We never know. We could revisit it if Brentford struggle, but True. by that time, if he's doing well, then he'll be long out of our reach, I would assume. Probably. But I'm quite looking forward to seeing how he and Brentford do in the Premier League next season. It's exciting to have a new team anyway. Yeah, it will be. Um, moving on to centre mid, uh, in particular, we're only going to talk about one here. Um, that is Alex Crowell from the Czech Republic. Played for Czech Republic in the Euros the other day. Um, it was okay. I didn't really see much of him, even though I was watching. The yeah, games. same. I just yeah. thought he just wasn't as active as obviously Suchek and uh, Sufal were. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know. Uh, can't judge a player off one game, but Moyes does that. Exactly. So you never know, that deal might be dead, but. Speaking of that, it was reported that we were close to a deal. Um, terms we had agreed terms with his agent, like personal terms, uh, but we hadn't with the club. And um, uh, was it uh, who did he play for again? It's not Sparta. It's um, it's it's Moscow, Sparta, Moscow. Yeah, Sparta, Sparta, Moscow. Is Sparta, Moscow? Yeah, yeah, Sparta. Moscow, um, yeah. I was getting confused with Sparta, Prague. Um, they wanted around twenty million for him, or something like that, and um. We didn't. We wanted around fourteen, um, and yeah, I think Sparta are hoping that he has a good Euros, which will boost his price and hopefully have a bidding war for him. So, yeah, that's a bit irritating because it was said that we wanted to get a deal wrapped up before the Euros started, but again, hasn't happened. Um, now, yeah. just oh, go. No, I was going to say, what, what, are you, what are you thinking on that? Thinking on that, I think twenty mil is probably the maximum we should be paying, and I haven't really, I haven't really watched much of him to be fair. Yeah, I haven't seen a lot, but I've heard good things from him. Yeah, same. Just like people on social media and stuff, and I've seen like clips of him. He looks a really solid centre mid. Obviously, he'll be like a rotation centre mid. Yeah, depends what formation we can really play. Because obviously, if Lingard doesn't come back, we could probably play a four-three-three and have him as like a holding midfielder or a centre mid. Yeah. Well, it just depends, isn't it? Like, like you say, we could um, play in different formations. Obviously, we've got Europe next season, stuff like that. So, we don't know how, like, how many players we're going to need. Do you know what I mean? So he could play yeah. and give other other players time off, and it gives him a bit time to adapt. And then, if the worst happens, say we lose either one of Rice or Suchik to injury, then he could potentially step up and take that yeah. place. But hopefully, we revisit that deal later on and can get something sorted from another player another player I'd like to sign and I don't know if he's just signed officially for them mm. I'd like to see Jean Mario or someone yeah. I don't know if he's signed officially for Sporting yet or not or if uh, he's a free agent because I think his contract went out yeah I I'd think love free agent. I don't I'd love to see him back I don't know if you'd love to see him back but I thought no, he was I'm absolutely sure. brilliant we spoke about this ages ago I think and, um, yes we did yes we did I can remember yeah, yeah. And we're both very keen to him back. Because he scored that screamer. Was it against Southampton? Yeah, it was. I was at that game. I love I love Jam Mario. Oh, I, I loved him. I just think his work ethic was great. But as we as we are about to learn, you can't catch feelings for a lone player, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. Okay. Um we'll let you um cry more. Yeah, we'll um, let you figure out what needs to be figured out from that anyway. Um Next, we're going to move on to left-backs. Well, when I say left-backs, I mean left-back. Um, so, Barcelona left-back. I don't know how to pronounce it. Is it Fripo? Uh, Jim, 
Junior Furpo, I think it's pronounced. Furpo, is it sorry, Furpo Junior or Junior Furpo? Yeah. Um, he's he's our sort of main sort of left back target. He can play left back and left centre back, which would work really well, and left wing back, which would work really well for our formations and how we want to play. Um he's apparently like a very good player, very good one-on-one, very good attacking, very good defensive. Um, so he seems to be like a good player, like that would suit our system anyway. Um, young player still so fits into Moyes' category, really. And I think I was seeing something from Frank McAvaney this morning. He spoke to uh, Fripo's agent and that apparently it would take around 15 million to get him. And that's a good deal. And I'm seeing that, I saw anyway today, that Barcelona would prefer to sell to us than AC Milan, who are the other team that are interested in because they want him on, on a loan to buy and I'll spe- I think I was speaking to you about this. All Italian clubs seem to just love a loan to buy. Yeah. And obviously Barca want to sell now so they can fund a big transfer rebuild this summer. Um, so that looks like it could happen. All the stars lining up. Barca want to sell us. He's in a good price range. Young, completely suits the way we play. Only West Ham could mess that up, right? <laughs> Probably. Only, yeah, agree. Hopefully we get him because I think he'd be a really good signing for us personally. But we'll have to see what happens with that one. Like, we're probably going to be saying that for the entire summer. But yeah, um, moving on to a goalkeeper that we have frequently spoke about, and that is Sam Johnston. Um, came out, um, it, well, he didn't come out. It, it came out that he is apparently keen on a move to West Ham. Uh, obviously, West Brom got relegated from the Premier League. Um, it was said that he'd be available for around like 7.5 million early, which we we talked about. But it's saying that West Brom now want around 20 million. So that will be out of our price range. He has travelled to the Euros. He is in Gareth's squad. So that may have bumped his price up a little bit. He had a fantastic um, friendly game. Was it against Austria? Uh, yes. I think it was against Austria, wasn't it? It played really well then. And um, yeah, I would really like to see him at West Ham because I think Fabianski's getting a bit older now, needs competition. Randolph isn't really up to that standard anymore. David Martin has signed a new deal, but that's mainly because of his impact as in the dressing room. So yeah, we'd have to see about that. I'd love to see him come in. Price needs to be a bit lower for that to happen. But yeah, I agree. I think Sam Johnson price is probably a bit high at the moment, but I can see why it's set there because West Brom don't want to lose him, and he's kind of their number one, kind of their best player. Well, obviously speaking on goalkeeper news as well, Joseph Anang has uh, gone on loan to Stevenage Town. Yes, he has. Yeah. Next season, oh. which I think is good. I don't know what's going to happen with Nathan Trot though. Because mm, I think I think I think they're pushing him for first team because there was rumours, weren't there, that he's trying to kind of get in the first team fold more this season. Maybe. Maybe. And obviously, obviously he came on against Doncaster, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Like, he did. I, I thought he looked all right as well. He looks very comfortable. He only came on for 10 minutes, but he looked all right. His movement, his placement looked all right. Really too much personally for me because but, he didn't really get the ball. I know, but he yeah. still looks uh, all right. Yeah, we'll have to see about that in it and yeah, see what happens. Yeah, that's that's that for goalkeepers. Um, moving on to a familiar centre-back target, and that is Tarkowski, and it has come back that we are 
going to be revisiting that deal. We're still keen. Um, and he's apparently now keen on the move, despite last summer he wasn't. He didn't want to come. And how funny is that? Because we were 16th and now we're 6th and now he wants to come. So, oh, would you look at that? Oh, would you look at that? Um, um, yeah. I'm going to have to stick that in the podcast, aren't I? Huh? I'm going to have to stick that audio in the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think he'd be a good player to sign for centre-back. Um, knows the league, would suit our style. I'd like to see it. Just depends. Yeah, I think he's on his l- one more year of his deal left as well so would um be for a decent price so yeah would, would you take Tokowski 15 to 20 million um yeah yeah I agree I think he's worth that I think isn't it something like he's got a clause on his contract that clubs I think it's City Liverpool United have to pay something like 30 40 million Something to do with him going to like them, I think, or something. There is some stupid clause, I think, that says that if City come for him or someone like that, they have to pay more or whatever, I think. Yeah, I have no idea. I can't Um, remember. It's something like that. I think Leicester were quite interested in him, but I don't know whether that's happening or not anymore. Um, It's it's supposedly, anyway, that we're in the front of the queue. But anyhow, that is always said about us and... I'm starting to get fed up with it, to be honest, because nothing's happening. Um, another centre-back we'll talk about and who's playing at the Euros, played for Croatia and who we are very, very keen on again, who we nearly signed last summer, and that is uh, Deju Seltasar. Um, he plays for Marseille, yeah. 24 years old, and Marseille are in really bad financial issues again. Um, so they have to sell this summer and Apparently, he's going to be one of the players they're looking to get rid of. Speaking of um, speaking of Marseille, actually, I yeah. noticed as well. Uh, you know, uh, M. Nietzsche, I think it is. Yeah. Olivier M. Nietzsche, free agent now. Yeah. Celtic released him a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, so I, saw that. I think we've been linked with him in the past. So that maybe could be yeah, a similar option. Yeah, potentially. But I yeah. think uh, Salita Sorry, I thought he had a really good game against England. Yeah, I thought he was good. I, I thought he looked really, really defensively strong, solid as a yeah. rock. Stops. Who was it from scoring? Was it Sterling or Kane? I can't remember. At the back Kane. post. I think Kane. it was Kane. It was Kane. Kane. Slid in. Really good challenge. I thought he looked strong in that centre-back position. Alongside who else? Was it Edvaj? I think it was. And Vida. Vida. That Vida. That Vida. Who looks really dodgy. Um, yeah, Vida. I think the guy who did something politically wrong or whatever, I can't remember. Got no idea. At the World Cup, I think he got done for doing something anyway. So, yeah, yeah he looks really strong in that centre of that partnership. I'd be quite interested in getting Salasari, and I think he could be good centre back for us. Young, like fits David, David Moyes' quote. Um, yeah, decent price. So we'll have to see what happens with that. Like many of the players we've just spoken about, we'll have to see how the summer progresses. And obviously that's going to be one that the Euros will have an effect on his price. If Croatia do well, do bad, that's going to affect a deal with that, you'd suspect. But yeah, I think we're, I think X said that we're still really keen on him. And we, had a, we obviously had a bid accepted for him last year. And then he chose to stay at Marseille instead. So yeah. Never knows. He might be interested in coming now. So, yeah, we'll have to wait and see on that one. 
Um, now moving on to the sad news that has just broken just as before we were writing this, well, writing this, sorry, recording this anyway, and that is that it looks set that Jesse Lingard will be potentially staying at Manchester United this summer. Um, it's not confirmed yet, and things, as X always says, change really quickly. Yeah. Transfer windows, but I'll, I'll basically sum up what has what has been said and that so it could like drag on throughout the summer but um Manchester United like it will be hard for us to convince them to sell him and Ole has apparently spoken to the player and said that he's prepared to give him a chance to prove himself and apparently Lingard is keen on that um obviously it's apparently his heart's always been torn but Following discussions with Ole, it seems that he might have a second chance to prove himself. I didn't, I didn't realise that Manchester United was a champ, by the way. Ole! <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I think I don't really get this personally, from especially from Lingard's perspective. Yeah. Now, I tweeted about this just, just a minute ago. And um, Ling, when Lingard joined us, there was an interview saying that he just doesn't want to be a player that sits on the bench to have money just to accept money do you know what I mean if he, yeah. if he does accept this new contract obviously there can be no like hard feelings because he's done a lot for us and obviously we're saying we can't catch feelings for loan players I and mean, all of us completely have we love him we really want him back but saying that saying that you want to play football and that you don't want to be sitting on the bench earning money if he signs this new contract he'll be getting more money definitely and What's he going to do? Yeah, but just because he signs a new contract doesn't mean he's going to stay United, as we've said. Yeah, he probably gain it so they can get more money from him, you say, because he's yeah, got one year left on his contract. If he does that, then we're not going to be able to sign him because they're going to charge him like stupid. Exactly. So if he signs it, we're out, that's us out of the race. So, which is fair, which is fair to Man United because if we, sat, if we loaned a player out to, say, Newcastle United and he did well, yeah. but we'd... Bomb up price. If we loan, say, I don't know, say two years ago, loaned Declan Rice and Newcastle and stormed it, yeah. and they and we put a bid in, we do the same. So it's kind of the finances of football at the moment. I get, I, I get it works, but obviously, like like I was saying, that like he doesn't want to be player sitting on the bench. If he goes there and signs it, is he going to be realistically speaking? Is he going to be starting ahead of Bruno Fernandez every single week? No, no, no. He- um, I love Lingard, but is he going to like take Bruno's place? No. Is he going to take Pogba's place? No. No. It's it's yeah. It's not he's a bad player. Fantastic player. He's proven it, but like he's not going to get in ahead of those players, and he's not going to be starting regularly. So I think it's quite potentially gullible for him to be believing what Ole's saying, giving him that chance. That's yeah. Because more often than not, it's not going to happen. He's been playing week in, week out. He's adored at West Ham. He's been on he's been on the form of his life. And it would be a career destroying move for him, in my opinion. Obviously, I've been wrong many times before, but I don't think that'd be sensible for him. It would completely wreck our transfer plans this summer as well. Yeah. In my opinion. It's just like, I don't know. Because obviously if, so say we don't get in guard. Yeah. Who would you have in the role that he plays? Would you go for Lanzini or would you say Anderson? 
I would sign Mateus Pereira from West Brom. Okay, that wasn't an option that I gave you, Jack. Because I don't want any <laughs> of those options. I would, like we were saying beforehand, I would keep Lanzini because Lanzini has changed my mind completely from the couple of games. Because Lanzini can slide in. No. Yeah, in cent- that's what I'm saying. Center in that centre yeah. mid role, he was great. Yeah, and I agree he- with that. So I'm. I am now forced keeping Lanzini because he's proven me wrong. In that centre mid role, he was good. Imagine him and Alex Cook like as a rotation. Yeah, as a rotation. They would play cup get, in cup games. Lanzini yeah. and Kral could work perfectly. Could work. Could work. Yeah. Lanzini um, seems to make an impact off the bench as well, and if he's happy with that, yeah, then he's happy with he being be. on the bench, which I think he will be because yeah. of his injury, and he doesn't want to, you know. Yeah. Like you, but what you're saying about Anderson, I would keep Anderson for squad depth. Um, playing at Cam, absolutely not. Um, oh. But I would give him this season to prove himself. Fair enough. Because there is, there is no point just binning him off for like a really low amount of money um, when we might as well just keep him. And he could definitely turn it around because we know he's got the ability. And we, yeah. we, we're going to need squad depth this summer. Well, not this summer, this season. Sorry. Europa League, two cup competitions and the Premier League. Yeah. We're going to need it. So, yeah, it would be ludicrous for us to potentially bin him off. And I really hope we don't because, in my opinion anyway, I think it would be silly. But, yeah, um, who would? what would you do if we if we don't get Lingard? What, sorry, what are your, firstly, what are your thoughts on that Lingard situation? Like, I think it's... It right I, see, it, I see why... Obviously, as I said, they'd probably give him a contract so they can get more. I, th- I think it's foolish of him because I think he's probably not going to get first-team football. He could obviously be second fiddle to Bruno because obviously Juan Mata looks like he's going to move on. Mm. So I don't know if Juan Mata's signed a new contract yet. That's the thing. That's why I'm kind of concerned. I think they're apparently offering him one. But speaking of, obviously, I'm going to interrupt you here. Speaking of players who were off contract at Man United and thinking goalkeeper-wise, would you take Sergio Romero? Potentially. As, as an option, because if you look at him, I think... Oh, no, but with that, we don't want options. We want a first-team keeper. Okay, so we need a first-team... Romero's not getting injuries, is he, though? He's kind of... He's not really had injuries. I know he's getting old and he's like 33, 34... But he's still very consistent as a keeper. I think he's got like a six uh, percent clean sheet rate, hasn't he? Yeah, but I mean, he doesn't play often. You know what I mean? I know, but he doesn't play often. But when he did for Man United, he was exceptional. But when I think he he's does, got something usually in the smaller games, isn't it? Yeah, but I still think he can play first team football. You know, I think he's still capable yeah. of playing those main games. That's a potential, potential. Yeah, I'm still very. Like have my heart set on Johnston, and then if Johnson doesn't happen, then Ariola. But if Ariola doesn't happen, then we, <laughs> then we. Jugowski. Um, Jugowski, I, I wouldn't mind, you know. Yeah. Or Alphon. Yeah, but if Lingard doesn't sign, who would you look to replace him with? Do you know what? I'm going to go out with there, and I'm going to go with someone who's not. Pereira. Yeah, go for it. I'm going to go with someone who you might not even think about. Morgan Gibbs-White. Oh, 
the worst possible. Young, no, think about it because Moyes wants to make a young team. Right? No, are you not? I hope you're listening to this. He's a young player who I think's got a lot of potential Mm. and he's not kind of been given the chance yet at Wolves to prove himself. He's been on loan at Swansea, he's been kind of just in and out of the squad, really. I don't think he's been given the chance. Mm. And he's still got that hunger and fight in him. Yeah. I'm not saying he could replace Link. Well, I am, but I'm not. Yeah. It's kind of one of those kind of like I cutting see where you're to coming it. from. But obviously, my, my girlfriend is a massive Wolves fan. So let me guess, she doesn't no, rate him. No, she doesn't rate him. And I watch Wolves a lot, obviously, beforehand, like, and obviously now as well. But I don't rate him at all. Whenever I've oh. seen him, he seems to be so overhyped. Like, I just don't see him add anything. Like, he is nowhere near that okay, level. Do you know what I mean? Not even near that Pereira level. He scored one Premier League goal this season. It was a good finish, yeah. But apart fair from enough, that, enough, yeah, I, obviously, no, no. like, you're entitled to your own opinion, mate. Obviously, but like, he, for me, he does absolutely nothing to warrant that. Like, he, he was nominated for like a, the Golden Boy Award. Like, he's done nothing to warrant that whatsoever like in my this is obviously my opinion as i've said before i can be completely wrong sometimes but yeah it's fair yeah, enough um, it's a big big fat no from me right in regards to gibbs white i'm sorry it's absolutely like just yeah it's fun rip your idea to shreds but no right. <laughs> you know i'm going to give you a chance to redeem yourself you can choose someone else instead of gibbs okay. white before we move um, on Nah, because you're just like, oh, funny. So I'm not going to say who I want to say yeah. because you'll be like, no. Quickly say it, and then if, if I say no quickly, you can have another go. Uh, Andres Pereira from Man United, go. What? Andre, no. Andres no. no. Spent the spent the season alone at Lazio, did okay. No. Do you, want me to, do you want me to leave, yeah? <laughs> no, I don't want you to leave. I want you to give me a sensible option that will actually make an impact to our squad. Don't do anything stupid because I'll just I'll just leave. Uh, just put Lanzini in there. Put Lanzini back in there. No. Uh, I don't no. know. What about Fornells? Just play Fornells there. To be fair. All right, I'll accept that. I'll accept that. All anyway, right. I think we need to move on to the... Moving uh, on. Um, privileged. One major, I have one thing to say before this. Okay. Um, it's not transfer related but it will affect transfers for us anyway um, and it's it came out I think this morning yesterday I think it was this morning um, obviously it came out from Claren Hughes so read into that what you will so uh, take it take it with a pinch of salt with a pinch, with a, not with a pinch with, with a handful of salt okay a handful um, of salt so apparently um, West Ham are set to receive major investment from someone so we're going to get some new shareholders some multi-million pound shareholders who want to invest in the club is it the american person who's already in charge of the club running chance no i don't i don't think so is it not is it not the american dude people. who's like yeah it's, it's separate people fair enough anyway so some people might be set to in, um invest in the club which is only good news for us you would think um some, some new shareholders pumping money into us so only a good thing you could hope uh, apparently this will take a couple of weeks to do 
Um, coincidentally, it runs in with the last day that you can renew your season tickets. Um, who'd have thought? That is a, <laughs> a shock horror. Um, but yeah, that would be that would be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. Right, so I think we need to move on to... We don't know. Moving on, as you say. Obviously, we are recording this during the Euros. Um, we've got a couple of hammers playing in the Euros, so we'll be updating you on how they're doing with their respective countries. Um, we're going to try, obviously, try to be posting every week. Might be shorter episodes because not much yep. going on. There's no games, obviously. Um, we might be... Well, I was speaking to Ethan about this, and we don't know. This might not. This might happen, might not happen. It's in the works anyway, but a potential YouTube channel for shorter videos and shorter topics potentially. So if if people would like to see that, obviously leave a message or leave a comment on our yeah. the Talking Lines Twitter. Let us know if you'd like to see that because we think that could work really well um, and let us know if you agree with us. But yeah, so Euro content. Declan Rice has been playing for England played against Croatia in that holding role, had a superb game, in my opinion, has been yeah. completely ignored by all the other fans because, in fairness, I will, I will admit, quite rightly, Phillips has been taking some credit. Phillips, Phillips was, was exceptional. Good. And I'm going to say something. I yeah. don't think Phillips would have had the game he had if Rice isn't on the pitch. That is precisely what I was about to say. If, Hen- if Henderson's there, if Henderson's there, nothing against yeah. John Henderson. But if Henderson's in that team, Phillips would not be able to be given the freedom that he was yeah. to go forward because Declan Rice was playing as a centre-back slash CDM defensive role, whereas yeah. I think Phillips plays as a CDM in the Leeds team because they don't have anyone else to play there. And I think Phillips is more of a box-to-box midfielder. Yeah. And I think he's been given that opportunity to go forward with Declan yeah. Rice in yeah, that team. Yeah. And I think he looks superb. And if he continues to play like that, I think we've got a kind of good midfield partnership going on there. Yeah. We take the mick out of Phillips quite a bit, obviously, because he's failed the Rice test. He's obviously not a good, not as good a player as Rice. Um, but he proved that he's got quality. And I think, like you're saying, I'm going to would... say after after his performance for England, I think he's on par. I think he's stepped up there. I think he's. I'll hold my hand up and think I thought Phillips wasn't that good and didn't deserve to be in the England squad. But after getting against Croatia, I know why he's in that England squad now. Yeah, no, I. I, I I'm going to say I think he's going to be a key part of our squad. I think he needs needs to hold it. He's there for a reason. Yeah. He's there for a reason. Um, But yeah, like you're saying, Declan Rice was the main reason he had a good game. Because he allowed him to go forward. He he knew full well that he had Rice there. So if, if anything does go wrong, Rice covered up. The amount of times Rice was just clearing up at the back just went completely unnoticed. Because A, he does it all the time. Um, he's just so good at his job. Like you just don't and, and B, no one appreciates the role of a CDM. 100%. Like, it's all about scoring goals and doing stuff like that, obviously. And I, I want to be the first to say it. Rice can do what Phillips does. If Rice is allowed to go forward, Rice can do that. He can. He's got good passing, he's got good dribbling, got good shooting. He can do what Phillips does. But obviously, credit to Phillips. Great game. Um, like you said, very good partnership we seem to be creating here. Yeah. That um so that is that was Rice's game. Yarmolenko is obviously playing for Ukraine. He then took on the Netherlands with his country in what has been the game of the game of the tournament so far. Obviously, 
Ukraine unfortunately lost 3-2. They were 2-0 down. Yarmolenko scored one of the goals of the tournament. He cut in on his left foot and he stuck it so far into the top left corner that it was unsavable. It was an absolutely superb It was strike. just... I saw it leave his foot. I'm like, he's going to shoot this. And I just got... I knew as soon as he got in his left foot, I'm like, this, this is in. He's going yeah, for this. Exactly. Like, but obviously it turned out... You, it like, turned out not to be goal of the tournament after all because little less than 24 hours later... Oh, Patrick Sheik. Patrick Sheik. We'll, we'll get onto that in a second. But like, like you were saying, I think both of us knew... The minute cut in on his left foot and was given that much space, we only we knew exactly where it was going. But my god, what a goal! What a goal it was! It was and just it's just a shame that he can't do that for us. He's done that for every club apart from us. But he, yeah, that made it two one. Ukraine then leveled it up a couple of minutes later, and then unfortunately lost late on. Um, so yeah, obviously, but. Despite that goal, I thought he played phenomenally well for Ukraine. And it begs a question. Obviously, I've been one saying, like I was for Lanzini, to sell him this summer, um, raise some funds. Begs the question, does Yarmolenko have a future at West Ham? If he can if he can perform like he did there, then I would not say no to him staying. Squad depth, Europa League. Not going to say no, um, but it all depends on a lot of things. Now, as you were saying, we thought it was goal of the season, but then it was spectacularly beaten the next day when the Czech Republic took on Scotland. Um, yeah, and we so we had two two hammers obviously playing in that game, Suchek and Sufal. Um, yeah, Sufal set up the Czech Republic's first goal with a lovely cross into Patrick Schick, who headed it home. Yeah. And then Suchek got obviously quite a lucky assist, but it was an assist nonetheless. So uh, the ball gets sort of kicked off him. It goes straight into the path of Schick, who is free on the halfway, like just past the halfway line, sees, um, who's it? Who they got in goal? It's not Alan McGregor, is it? It's uh, David Marshall. David Marshall. So David Marshall off his line and shot from, what's it, about 50 uh, 49.6 yards, I believe. Yards out. And scores. It, it, was, it was a phenomenal goal. The curve on it, and it was dark. It was just the curve. Have you seen the camera angle from behind yeah. the net? It's this just like... The, it's just... He's put some amazing curve on this ball. And too. it's with one touch. With, it's yeah, one but, touch. I think he took one touch out and then shot. It's like... It's basically a replica of what Scott McTominay did. <laughs> Oh, against City yeah. it's like a replica and it was just like I was Crazy. watching and was like oh my that's that's a goal of the tournament and obviously because yeah. it's David Marshall in Scotland it has yeah. produced memes of next level yeah it has that. produced so many memes and that's why it's a good goal because it's of the meme goal because of it but yeah um, it's obviously Suchek Sufal played well. Sufal, uh, I think, played especially well. Um, yeah, I think obviously it's great to see the Hammers doing some Hammers players doing well at the Euros. Obviously, nice that we've got four players representing us at yeah. the tournament. Um, yeah, but obviously we'll keep you updated on how they're doing and obviously how their countries are doing, especially England. Obviously, um, as Ethan said, it is coming on. Um, but yeah, so I will. 
now pass over to Ethan. Yep. So, um, so the next part we're going to look at is um, brand new for this podcast, and it's yep. the first ever Talking Irons End of Season Awards. It is indeed. Drum roll, please. So, uh, Play of the Season is the first award. I mean, Jack have both agreed on this uh, to some extent, uh, but we have agreed to this after a couple of hours of talking. Yeah. And the winner of Play of the Season is uh, obviously Vladimir Sufal. Uh, what a signing. Yeah, just um, what what a season I think. What a season! What an impact! I don't think there is any debate. Really, well, there, obviously, there's a lot of debate. There's there's a lot of players that could have won it. Antonio could have but won, it. Ron, could won it. But I think that Sufal had Sufal has just been really solid at the back. Yeah, and really good. He's kind of played a right back, right midfield role when he can. He's been yeah. Phenomenal. We've needed a good right back for God so many years. I, 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 I think the connection that he's had with uh, Bowen in yeah. terms of that right, right. there, the pitch has just been class. Because Bowen tracks back too, so it works really well. And he bombs forward. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, perfect. Match made in heaven. One of my favorite West Ham players at the moment. Absolute complete. Like, just. He's just a unit. I love him. He's got such an elite mentality. I love how when we, we lost 2-1 to Manchester City at the Etihad, how he was absolutely gutted at full time. Just yeah. didn't leave the pitch. I love that. Like, just brings such a good mentality to us. And I, I, I think that has probably rubbed off on lots of players. It's winning mentality. He was class. And it was just like, I just well, think defensively and at the Euros, he looked class as well. Exactly. So, a, I think there have been talks actually of him getting a new deal. Yeah, which I, I'd be happy with that. Him and yeah, Suchek okay. get new deals, I think, aren't they? Yeah. So we'll we'll move on from player of the year. Uh, so we'll move on to young player of the year. Uh, so we've both agreed that Ben Johnson. Yeah, I don't. I think for this category there wasn't particularly much. Sure. It was between, for me, Johnson and Odebeko, I think, because obviously Odebeko's yeah. broke into the first team, so it's between him and Johnson. But I'm going to have to give it Johnson because Johnson's played more and he's looked really good when he's come in off the bench at left-back. Yeah, he's coming at left-back and right-back as well sometimes. I think, yeah. didn't he play a game at centre-back as well? For, yeah, showed good game. potential for us too. So, show we have options. Um Another player I would have potentially liked to have given it to is Connor Coventry because he's looked really good for the under 24 yeah. stuff. He's not been given the chance to. But make Johnson's it. come in and I think he's really matured this last season. Obviously, we're supposed to yeah. be given, you know, a chance. He was supposed to be given a chance a couple of years ago, but got injured. Yeah, you got a big injury, didn't so you? Then Jeremy, then Jeremy and Gaki came that in. Allowed the snake to come in. Look, look, look where we ended up. Yeah. Um, so we'll move on from Ben Johnson. We'll go to there's only one really one winner for this, yeah. And it's goal of the season, and it's obviously, uh, if you're Jamie Redknapp, it's Lamella's goal against Arsenal, but it's not, it's um, Lanzini versus Spurs, 
Yeah, no, obviously only one, only one. Only, only one winner: Lanzini versus Spurs. Um, there was saying. there was scenes of a absolute nature in both my flat and your house, probably. Yeah, when I, I was at my I was at my girlfriend's house, and I think um, her and her family were out for a meal at one point. So I was um, just at theirs, looking after the dog, watching it. We were three 0 down when they left. Um, oh my lord, the absolute scenes I, I was knee sliding on the carpet I, the, me and the dog were going mental it was oh my lord oh, oh, I know. such a good goal it's, oh. it's, I can see it now Lanzini top right corner we'll ignore the fact that you know Luis gets kind of a hand to it but we'll ignore that um, oh, no. it was going in anyway like it's anyway. the fingertips to it so we'll obviously that one goal of the season so Game of the season was kind of a tough choice. Yeah. So, do you like to say your option first, and I'll say mine? Yeah, and then we'll announce the winner. So, mine is I thought I'm going for the win against Wolves. The oh, yeah. Four 0 win. Yeah, the four 0 win. Thought that, you, I thought we was class. I, I thought it was really good. And looking back though at that kind of four 0 win against Wolves and the season that Wolves had, it kind of was like, mm, is it that good? No, it was. We hadn't beaten Wolves since they came up. Exactly. We've lost every single game. I don't think Wolves had, up to that point, and I've just realised now, I think we were the first team to beat Wolves in London since they've come up. Because Was we it were. in London? Oh, no. Was it at their place or was it ours? Can you oh, remember? No, I think it was. They, they the love coming nil. out to London and doing well. Yeah, the 4-0 was at... Yeah. Yeah, we drew with them at our place, didn't we? Yeah. No, we didn't. We, we won. Did we win at our place 4 0? Yeah. Yeah, because they yeah, they'd never lost in London and we went yeah. we won. So I got the game back. What's your game of the season then? Well, I was I nearly put that because obviously I've got ties to Wolves and I was desperate for us to win and we battered them. So um yeah, I my one was our three nil demolition against Leicester, because we were phenomenal in that game. We really was, especially against a team like Leicester, who'd won. It was Leicester. They win five two the week before against City. They, they beat City five five two the week before with brilliant football, albeit yeah. three penalties, but brilliant football. And I yeah, think five. the fact that they played such attractive football under Brendan Rodgers is just fantastic. And I think five, yeah. that result, looking back, looks just class. It was, um, yeah, just. You love to see it. Um, I was buzzing when we did that. Obviously, great Antonio goal. Sufal's debut as well. Superb Fornell's goal. The touch, the finish, phenomenal. And then that Bowen goal to seal it. We just played so well. Clean sheet, great defensively. And it was probably like, it was the Wolves game, that Leicester game, and then the three-all against Spurs, which really transformed our season and made sure we had a good year mm -hmm. so we will move on uh, to the moment of the season we've already mentioned it it's a free free comeback against Spurs what else could it possibly be it can't be anything else than that maybe secure in Europe but mm, yeah but I mean yeah free free comeback it's got to be 3-0 well, down we, a we Son and Kane masterclass to start things yeah 15 minutes we're 3-0 down we then come back. We score three goals in eight minutes, including 
it was the goal of the season. It, it was. Goal no... of the season, an own goal by Davidson Sanchez and a brilliant header from Balbuena. Yeah. So that's our moment of the season. And we will... What did we say was goal of the season? Uh, game of the season, sorry. Did we it was agree? Leicester. It's 3-0 against Leicester, we agreed. Okay. So we'll move on from moment of the season and we'll go to the sign of the season. And it's Vladimir Kofal. Who else could it be? I was very tempted to put Jesse Lingard. Yes, I was tempted to put Jesse Lingard or Suchek because technically that was in the summer. Yeah, I think that would have been a bit cheated to put Suchek. And I, I was going to put Lingard, but... Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's 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 obviously Suchek. Kufal, sorry. Mentioned him already. I so. Lingard, but only because... We, I didn't put him because of what well, we only got him in January. And Sufal's had such an elite meant like effect on us. But if anything, yeah. I think... Lingard probably has had the same, so I'm going to change it. I'm going to put both of them. Like I think both. Fair enough. Are... Fair enough. Right. Let's wrap it up. Yeah. Um. So last one I think we're on is the most improved player of the season. Yeah. Now, who you say? I know your option, so I'm going to say mine first. I'm going to go with Pablo Fornells. Yeah. Compared yeah. to last season, I think this season he has been outstanding. Yeah, he's been great. Outstanding. His movement's been good. He's scoring goals. He's worked on his finishing a bit, but he still needs to work on it. Yeah. He's not killing astronauts anymore, so that's good. Uh, I think his movement and his passing has been brilliant. Mm-hmm. And you can just see from his social media posts that his heart's actually set on the club. Yeah, he loves it. And, he, um... he loves it here, and you can tell. And it's just brilliant to see. Yeah. And his, pa- his passion, he's a bit of a character, really, I've heard. Yeah. Definitely. A bit of a funny guy around the... I, I really like Paul Nows. He's another one of my like favourites. And I think he's been superfluous this season. I don't think he was that bad last season. I thought he was good. I think he was rather targeted. Yeah. Um, always had it in his locker. He's settled in a lot more this season. Played really well. And I'm really I really Um But my player, my most improved player this season is actually Aaron Cresswell. Fair enough. I, I can see why. why. I can see why. It is and that is because I was so desperate for us to sell Crestor. I wanted him gone. I would have been happy with him terminating his contract, to be honest with you, just to get him gone for like the last couple of years. And I know it's harsh, but I just he just didn't bring anything to us. He was getting older. But this season he's completely shut me up. Eight mm. assists, the most the most assists from a defender this season. Been playing really well. Uh, he's had he's played at left back, he's played at left centre back and left wing back. He's been he's been really good. Obviously, long may it continue. It probably won't continue that long as he is getting on. Yeah. But for the improvement he made on last year, he's got to, got to give it to him. Okay. In my opinion, I, I said four nils. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. Okay. We'll agree to disagree there. Um, but anyway, so I think that. Sums that that's everything for today's episode. Uh, once again, we are sorry for the, the yeah, we are. It's just been but we are hectic. back now, and we will, we will, yeah, it is pathetic from us, but we will be back now regularly making stuff. Don't forget to message us on Twitter or leave a comment saying whether you'd be interested in that YouTube, us doing the YouTube videos and all that. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for listening. Make sure to follow the talking on Twitter page, make sure to follow our podcast and uh, subscribe for more so often let's say come on you irons and it's coming home come on you irons